Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections, a podcast all about helping you comfortably connect with others in any situation. Hosted by Leanne and John, this podcast is proudly brought to you by Fortitude at Work. Fortitudeatwork.com.au Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections. I'm Leanne. And I'm John. Oh, you're still John. I am, or Johnny. Still Johnny. Or, or JD, or yeah. whatever you want to call me. Yeah, Johnny's the way, I think. That'll work. So, we've had some pretty serious sessions the last couple of weeks, Johnny. We have. We did um, anger and suicide. Suicide and. And else? stress. Stress. And how to find a counsellor. Yeah, we did too. That's right. So, And, what? you know, I think all of those um, topics are quite touchy mm. and, and quite challenging, don't you think, to yeah, talk about? They are. But the one topic that probably scares me the most. And, uh, what, on top of anger and sadness and, and suicide, suicide and crying? and Yeah, the one that scares me the absolute most to talk about is the one we're going to talk about today. Happiness. Happiness. Okay. That's weird. I know. That is weird. I, I, and I've been, I know we were going to talk about it today and I knew we were coming here to this absolutely gorgeous studio and... You prepared? Yeah, I, I prepared, but it's frightening. It's mm. actually frightening to talk about happiness. Why is happiness so scary? Yeah, I, um, perhaps, um, because it's, yeah... It's it's individual. It's f- sometimes fleeting. Mm-hmm. That's a feeling. It's a feeling. It can be yeah. hard to measure. It's um, what makes me happy. Yeah. May not make you happy. That's true. And when you speak to people um, in their jobs and their careers, their relationships, uh, you hear people saying, "So, are you happy? Are you happy though?" Yeah. And uh, and you go, "Well, I'm happy today. I was happy for an hour last week." Yeah, and and I don't think people actually want to hear you say no. No. You know, they they don't want to hear you say, well, actually, I I struggled to get out of bed yesterday. Yes, that's true. So it's a bit of a loaded question, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they just want want you to say, yep, I'm happy. Or they want you to say, no, I'm sad, or or I don't like it, because then you've got an opportunity then to say, well, that's great if you're happy, or, oh, that's no good, then you should leave that job or that person or that location or that house or that suburb. Yeah, let me try and make you happy. I'm going to fix you. In some way. Yeah. 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 Um, And I think the other thing that um, scares me about the topic is that it's kind of unpredictable. It's hard to know how people measure and react to various levels of happiness. Hmm. And the reason that I bring that up is because I remember when I was a young whippersnipper of a trainer yeah. all those years ago and I worked in um, a larger uh, corporate body at the time yep. and I would walk in of a morning, I love my job, and I would walk in of a morning and, you know, say good morning to everybody and then one day one of the directors said to me, that I was just too damn happy <laughs> and that perhaps if, and he wasn't even saying it in a nice way, he was trying to give me advice and that perhaps if I wasn't as happy, mm. I would get a better reception from people of a morning and it kind of put me off because I remember thinking, oh, I didn't, I, I didn't even know that there was such a thing as being too happy. So with all these years of experience now under your belt, what, what was behind his question you reckon? 
Uh, well, I'm thinking maybe um, seeing. Uh, well, I, I well that's what I, that's the unpredictable nature of it, isn't it? Mm. Really, it could have gone two ways. He may mm. have felt that I was not being authentic. Okay, it may have appeared as inauthentic. Yeah. Which was not the case. Mm. Um, I, it was genuinely me and and who I was. I loved the job. I loved being at work. I yeah. loved what I did. Yeah. Um, so he may not have believed that level of joy. Yeah. Or well, he wasn't. Happy. Or he wasn't. Mm. Correct. And he, so, so he doesn't like other people being that happy when there's so many things to be unhappy yeah, about. When, yeah. When he was struggling. So. Mm. Or, or, May have been struggling. Yeah. Who am I to know? He may have also been that sort of person that uh, says, when you're working and working hard, that's not a happy uh, environment. So if you see someone at work that's happy, then he thinks they're not working hard enough. Yeah. Because the way he operates in the world would be to be uh, focused and yeah. um, and even a little stressed or anxious around uh, whatever his job or goal yeah. was. So when you see someone else wandering around with a big smile on their face, clearly they're just not... Working, yeah, hmm. that's right. So, so yeah. So I and maybe that's something that's um that's always stayed in the back of my mind is that hmm. uh, it's probably worth acknowledging that sometimes people who are too happy hmm. can irritate other yeah. people, yeah, uh, even unintentionally. That's true. And if someone does say, you know, you're, you're too happy, cut that out or whatever, then uh, most people, including me, don't have the presence of mind to. Um, to go, oh, I wonder what's going on with him, they straight away go, what's going on with me? Yeah. So you take it personally and say, oh, am I being too happy? Am I, yeah, no, that's right. Should am I be happy? Am, am I, I being to be too not? over the top? Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And, look, I think we we go through um, the experience of happy or unhappy every day. All we mm. have to do is wake up our teenage children early in the morning and what do we get? Yeah, that's true. We get unhappy, don't we? Yeah, and there's some chemical stuff there, right? About, yeah. Um, you know, uh, certain juices that come into your, your brain and your psyche in the morning that aren't quite firing just yet. Yeah. So uh, hard to jump out of bed and get into the day with a big smile on your face for some people. Yeah. But then, of course, there are people that just jump, leap out of bed as well. Yeah, that, yeah. that's exactly right. And I think I read somewhere too um, a report that said that um, happiness not only is, you know, something that you can uh, influence with the environment that you're in, but there is a genetic disposition that is going to put you on the happiness scale. And in fact, um, females, I think, are 41% more genetically disposed to being happy mm. uh, than males, I, I think. There's about, I think males have about a, a 22%, uh, from what I read, I'm just trying mm. to remember the mm. numbers, but have about a 22%. Uh, likelihood to be disposed to to happiness genetically or hereditary, you so know, hereditary, we're, we're hereditarily. Less, we're the, the less chirpy sex, is that right? We're, we're, we're less. Yeah, yeah, less okay. less chirpy. So okay. um, females have a um, bit more of a a genetic tendency to be more on the happiness scale, so purely the... by sex. Okay. Yes. Oh well, there you go. So there's the nature part, or a bit of nature part there, uh, as a compared to nurture or experience in life. Yeah, you, you can uh, you can actually enter the world being less likely to be happy than the than the average. Yeah, that's a bit rough. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It kind of puts you on the back foot, or maybe it just you know gives you an excuse to try harder. Hmm. Okay, and and, then, uh, and maybe too, you know, I'm just thinking of it in light of the teenage boys that I wake up 
quite often of a morning because I make them go and do things and mm. maybe I just need to be mindful that, you know, they are not of the happier sex. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sad boys. Sad boys. Sad, sad boys. boys and, sad boys. Yeah. What you going to do? Yeah. You've also got what you going to do when your mum comes for you? <laughs> <laughs> you can find a... Uh, <laughs> You can find a rhyme in anything, can't you? I know. I'm just being too happy, aren't I, really? Yeah, cut that out. Quiet. Cut yeah. that out. Um, the other thing I um, I was reading about just recently is that we apparently the, the science around positive psychology now has found that we have a weighted um, a weighted set in ourselves. I can't think what you call it now, but a, a counter set, I guess, in our own body that brings us back to our own personal level of happiness. So for some people, you know, they haven't that that they will always reset to mm -hmm. what their body naturally says is this this is happiness for me. So mm. we might have moments of, of joy, utter joy, mm. but we will naturally come back to whatever our own disposition says is our happy state. Okay. Likewise you know, we can be very sad yep. and upset, but we will return to... Yeah, our personal average. Yeah. Okay. And so you'll have happy days and you'll have sad days and happy moments and sad moments, but you'll you'll reset. You'll, yeah, uh, you reset okay. to your own personal levels, okay. in fact. So, you know, what, what I would regard to be a happy, cheerful day mm. uh, may in fact be a hard and, you know, a... A tough day for someone else to get through because we actually have our own inner, inner balance. And is that average um, uh, built from both um, genetics and environment? Yeah, yeah okay. genetics and environment. Okay. And being able to, um, I guess, do things that might um, up some of the neurotransmitters mm -hmm. that are working within our brain and the messages and, and also affect the hormones as well. And I guess we can't really talk about happiness without talking about chemical imbalance. This episode isn't really about chemical imbalance, which might be um, play an effect on things like depression. Yep. Uh, for example, where there is, you know, a chemical imbalance that um, some people need um, drugs to to help rebalance what's going on for them. So they, they need to go and see their doctor. They need to go and talk to somebody who can actually help prescribe an antidepressant or so some I'm sort of medication that will the, help. We get the chemicals yeah, in balance. Yeah, to address. So okay. we're, we're not talking about that. We're just talking about general, you know, happy days and sad days in this episode, and I think that's worth... Um, worth clarifying. Yeah, there's right a up front. difference between sort of situational depressive periods, yeah, and uh, depression as a uh, as a clinical state. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's okay. and and I think that's worth mentioning. And yes, you talked about some of the um, you know the juices that flow within us, and some of those neurotransmitters are things like dopamine and noradrenaline and endorphins. Mm -hmm. And I guess we all know about endorphins, right? So, mm. um, and we can we can really up our endorphin levels through the things that we do through yep. our environment, and then some of the um, hormones that actually affect our own happiness level are things like um, cortisol, adrenaline, mm. um, oxytocin, and melatonin. So. Um, and again, there are things that we can physically do within our environment that um, will affect those levels and therefore affect our ability to feel happy or sad. So if you, you take into account your genetic 
predisposition and your chemical makeup and your um, and then your environment. It's quite a complicated cocktail. Yeah. Uh, to work out how you feel and how happy you are, that that gets quite complicated. Yeah. So for for the average bear who's looking for some information around happiness in their life and they haven't been diagnosed with a yeah a, a depression. Yeah, yeah uh, that's right. Um, then maybe we can come up with some ways for people with mindfulness to yeah um, find a, a way to be reasonably peaceful and happy. Have yes. A, have a happy and peaceful existence. Yes, that, yeah. that's exactly right. We, we can um, certainly touch on that. And on the way over, I was wondering how long would it take before that word would come up in this episode, mindfulness. Oh, okay. And it's been 11 minutes and 32 oh, there seconds. You go. Were you betting on it? Or? Only a little bit with myself <laughs> and I've won. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm big on mindfulness only because it's, uh, it's uh, something that's come into my life and I've also noticed it come into a lot of other people's lives that it's really made a huge difference in their lives by having that awareness around themselves. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it's a muscle that you uh, exercise uh, that brings great benefits. Yeah, so, that's true. So the more you know yourself and watch yourself... Uh, and have uh, strategies around um, ways of thinking yeah. uh, can really affect your life uh, positively. Yeah, I agree. Hugely. I agree. Yeah. You're listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections. Do you want to spread the word in your workplace, community, team or school? We're available to speak at your event or deliver customised training. Visit fortitudeatwork.com.au for more info. And let's come back to mindfulness. There's something else that I wanted to explore first, and this is this notion that happiness is almost like a drug. Hmm. Um, in in the idea that what makes us happy initially um, may not make us happy over an extended period of time. So, um, for example, and I, I was reading about this the other day and I was trying to think about um you know, some, some everyday examples that highlight that. And, and I guess I came back to our relationship, Johnny, to when we first met. So what made me really happy You initially? were happy back then? I, I was happy. Okay. <laughs> initially? <laughs> I'm still happy. Oh, yeah, no. But I'm just thinking, you, you know, if you mm. think of first love, yep. you know, what made me happy first when we first met was, you know, holding my hand and um, sending me text messages and, you know, all those little things would make my, my stomach flip and I'd have those butterflies. And nowadays I still love it when you hold my hand and you send me text messages and you send me lots of them and I love it. But um, my stomach doesn't flip as much um, now as it did when we first met because I've had 20 years of text messages and hand-holding. I'm going to have to up the game yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. change the game. Yeah, that's right. Okay. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, having said that, I've not had as many years of flower receiving. So. Yeah. Yeah. I've never really got that. But, but <laughs> I'm <only> joking. <laughs> <laughs> but do, do you understand what I'm saying? It's like... The honeymoon, the, honeymoon period. Well, yeah, not yeah. even... Uh, and I've just picked that as one example. And I'm not saying that... Um, that I don't love that still I do. But what I'm saying is uh, when we first held hands, my stomach would flip and I wouldn't be able to eat for about 24 hours because mm. I'd just be in that euphoric state. And now, I, I unfortunately, I can eat even mm. while you're holding my hand. <laughs> I yep. can eat. Yep. So, um, so my point there is that what makes us happy initially 
uh, I guess is a bit like a drug. You know, a drug gives you a euphoric hit initially in some instances, I'm guessing. But then that initial level wears off and we need more and more and more. Yeah, well, um, we'll probably do a podcast on addiction, but if you... You look at the, um, the the quick fix of happiness, and you and you get the rush of, of a feeling of well being or euphoria. Mm. Um, then you're really going into a world of um, when putting in drugs or alcohol or uh, external chemicals uh, that evoke and uh, release the chemicals, endorphins and adrenaline, yeah. and um, and you get this this feeling of feeling good. Yeah. Right? And well being, just like with nicotine. And, yeah. Um, and then, but it's a it's a short term process and it's early and you want to get that again so you try again and 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 it gets harder and harder to hold and to keep so you need more and more and more and more. yeah that's exactly right yeah so there's a but somewhere in the middle there there's a difference between um uh getting an external uh, chemical to give you a hit to some sort of long-term uh peaceful happy medium yeah yeah almost to the point where you, um, we're going to get quite philosophical now, but mm. to the point where you don't even really need to be happy. Mm. You yeah. don't even need it. You're not searching it out anymore. Yeah, yeah you're not searching it. You, you don't have to have it. It just, you just are. Yeah, and that's, that, that's really the ultimate, isn't it? Yeah, well, I suppose if you're, if you're going to be on the earth for 70 or 80 years or something and you're looking for stability and safety and a sense of belonging and connection and love, yeah, uh, and you find uh, all of those within yourself, and also from others, then that's a pretty good way to live. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And then you don't rely on the the quick fixes or the or the injections, yeah. you know, of, of stuff. Yeah. And even just processing this this discussion, um, Johnny, it kind of makes sense because I've been, you know, there's there's a lot out there at the moment around positive psychology, and all you need to do is Google that, and mm. there's endless TED talks, and there's a lot of information around positive psychology. But one of the things um, that's been said quite a bit, particularly in the mindfulness sector, is the importance of gratitude. Mm. And and how, you know, being grateful Mm. is directly linked to a sense of happiness, to to bring happiness and to bring joy into your life. If you want to increase your level of happiness, look for the things that you're immediately grateful for. Yeah, there's a bit of um, law of attraction there and, and positive thinking. Yeah, positive thinking. Yeah, so if you concentrate on uh, what you have and have uh, gratitude for that, then that grows. Yeah. If you concentrate on what you don't have and have uh, resentment around yeah. that, then that will grow. Yeah. yeah. And I think the other way that that works, that makes sense, because to me, I, I kind of saw them as two separate ideas. You know, yes, I can be grateful, but I don't really get how gratitude's going to make me happy. Mm. I don't really get that. But having this discussion today about how um, happiness is almost like a drug, mm. we need more and more and more of it, mm. then suddenly I can see how important it is to be grateful yeah. because it ties into the mindfulness notion of going, well, I find myself, you know, I'm unhappy because I'm not getting enough, I'm not making enough money, right? But I need to remember when, you know, when I first started working and I earned my first $100, how how happy and joyful I was because I was earning my own money and I need to be grateful that I have the capacity to earn dollars. And so therefore 
if that sense of I'm never earning enough money, mm. I'm just picked that out of the blue. But if that, you know, sense of I'm never earning enough money is somehow making you feel um, uh, uncomfortable, um, discontent, yeah. um, unhappy, yeah. then gratitude for the first $100 earned and the capacity even to make money mm. um, brings us back to a sense of happiness. Yeah, well, that's an optimistic outlook. Yeah, that's right. So if you can uh, create and uh, with your thoughts an optimistic outlook and also to look for the positives in, yeah. in, in all the things that happen in your life and even when the negatives come uh, and the reason uh, as you get older you tend to recognise the gifts in the negatives, the the, yeah. the gifts in not getting that house at the auction, the, uh, not that relationship not going forward, that sort of thing. You see all these things happen around you. you say, oh, my life's terrible, these things keep happening. But if you, from experience, recognise that that wasn't the path and this new path actually has the things I want in it and the, the second you realise that life is difficult, it becomes less difficult. Yeah. yeah which is from uh, M. Scott Peck, The, the Road Less Travelled. So, yeah. yeah, life is difficult. Um, but the the second I realise that life's difficult, it becomes less difficult. And do you know what else is really interesting that ties into that notion is mm. um, um, some other research that I was looking at recently that says that that argues mm. that people with stronger left brain tendencies, so that the concrete thinkers mm. of the world really, and yes, we're both left and right, mm. depends on the circumstance. We're never one or the other. But if you have a greater preference for concrete thinking and, and left-brained, you know, numer numerical and, um, and processing thoughts yep. around that, you are more likely to be happier well, there you go. than if you're more of a right-brain thinker. So the research, this research had found that if you have a stronger bias towards right brain thought processes, um, you're, you're probably not going to be as naturally happy okay. as a left brain concrete thinker, okay. which is interesting because it, it, maybe that ties back to that notion that, you know, if you can think logically then you can actually work your way through mm. uh, what brings you happiness and what doesn't and tie that back to gratitude. Yeah, well, that's... Because it's a logical process. Yeah, well, that happens in CBT. So if you're, um, you have a, a mindset uh, that has a, a list of beliefs... What does CBT stand for? Cognitive-based therapy? Uh, behavioural. Behavioural therapy. Yeah, yeah. So, that's why you're the counsellor and, and I'm just the talker. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> uh, it, it's, for me it all connects, right? So uh, but I also have this, I'm going to be philosophical now too, and that is that um, uh, our journeys um, are on purpose. Uh, so as we go through our lives and we have these ups and these downs and these, these setbacks and these um, disappointments, um, they're all opportunities to look for gifts and those gifts come each time. And as we were saying before, if you concentrate on the negatives, then you'll, you'll get more negative. If you concentrate on the positive, you get more positive. Yep. Yep. But as you said, you've got genetic makeup. You've, yeah. got, um, you've got your baseline of happiness uh, fighting against you. And then you may have some chemical uh, um, yeah. dysfunction that fights against you. So if you're an unhappy person, you have to look at it. It's a holistic view. And that is, I could have a genetic uh, influence. Yeah, true. I have my... my medium or my base rate. Yeah. Um, and then I have um, the, the side of my brain that I'm using Yeah. Um, more more than the other. And you go, all of these things contribute to who I am and where I am right now. Yeah. So, it, so the question is, do I have choice? Ah, yeah. Okay. So if you are hit with a disappointment or a setback, 
Yeah. Um, the way you react to that, um, you go, okay, was there an influence somewhere in my life that said I can actually turn this into a positive? Or is this just yet another kick in the guts yeah. that I just keep getting one after the other? And it's from those influences in your past that help you to make a decision that says, I think I'm actually going to start to look on the bright side. Yeah. I think I'm going to start to appreciate what I have. I'm going to have gratitude for the things around me. And I know from experience that a gift will come from this setback. And I, I think you're right. And I think the fancy term for that is reframing. Hmm. There you go. So we're going to take a particular situation hmm. and see it for what it is. Bit of left brain there, right? Concrete thinking around it. But bring in a bit of the right, which says, how can I creatively reframe this to put a positive um, bent yeah, that's on it. the situation? And in fact, I think that's one of the key things that um, uh, Martin Seligman says is that if we, 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 we do actually have the capacity to train ourselves yeah. to be happier, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, to yeah. practice happiness. Absolutely. And you can find the tools and the strategies um, and the mindfulness and you can turn it around. Yeah. Um, and your, you are, your next thought is yours and you can choose. So if you go, okay, I'm having a bad time, I'm not enjoying this, I'm generally not happy, um, I'm not diagnosed with depression, but I'd really like to. Uh, I'd really like to have a more fulfilled, purpose-driven life. Yeah. Okay, where I feel like I have uh, value. Yeah. And uh, and I'm connecting to other human beings, and I feel I'm enjoying my life. Yeah. Okay, but I'm having this period where it's just not coming together. And you say, okay, so what do I do now? You can go and find and connect with a person, um, like a counselor, you know, and not the first one, whichever one. Yeah, yeah, you. yeah. Um, See, you know, a couple of episodes ago for info that's on it. that. Yeah, yep. or find a friend, um, someone that's a good listener, an unconditionally positive, regarding, yeah. loving person that's just going to love you and accept you for who you are and let you give you a space or an environment for you to find your way uh, to a, a more happier existence. Yeah. And the, and the way to do that is to talk it out, is to connect and is to, uh, and if you've got someone, they can give you some strategies and techniques around gratitude. Uh, around appreciation, around positive thinking, yeah, um, and also reframing it, yeah, uh, so you can see the good side, um, and the, and a whole bunch of metaphors that can be used in that process. Yeah, 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 absolutely. great, great, yeah. and in fact, that's one of the keys that um, Seligman talks about. He talks about three practices that we can do to um, be more positive, have a, have a more positive outlook, and um, one of the, the, in fact, that's the third one, which is mm. using our ourself and our strengths to serve a good that is greater than us, hmm. which um, comes back to some of the things that um, I've talked so much about when it comes to small business and mental health strategies, you know, how do I stay resilient in my in managing a small business? And that's to do with, you know, having an outside interest and connecting with others, which yeah. is what you've just said, connecting with others for a greater good. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't have yeah. to be, you know, universally bound or, you know, doesn't, it's not religious. It, it's, it's just about doing something that is outside of yourself, yeah, what contributing. A, what, what appears to be a selfless act in the service of others. Yeah, in the yeah. service of a selfless act in the service of others. That's yeah. beautifully said, Johnny. Yeah, that's what I come up with. The, you know, that's why you're here. That's why I pay you the big yeah, bucks. Yeah, that's isn't it. That's hey? it. Yeah, I've got the gems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so and so that's a good a good one to remember. So, you know, if if the one listener we have out there who's mm. going, Well, what do I do to feel happier? One one thing is go out and do something that's, you know, 
connected with others and for the service of others. Yeah, that's it. Yep. And it. Yep. And there's lots of opportunities, lots of volunteering opportunities, and there's lots of um, people, I'm guessing, in your life that would love you to connect. Lonely people, people that yeah. need help, people that would really appreciate someone caring for them. Yeah. Or even doing something that you know might bring joy to others anyway. Yeah, it doesn't it. have to be you know, directly in the service, it might be something in the jo- that brings joy to others. So, for example, yeah. um, I, for, for my mental health, to maintain my mental health, as you know, I go out and do a lot in, uh, in community theatre, yep. which I really enjoy, but I know ultimately that others will come in and enjoy yeah. the work that I do yeah. with in relation to community theatre. And so it's kind of giving back, but not yeah. in the way that... Um, yeah. That you might have, for example, yeah. with your work with Lifeline. So. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, and although it seems like a selfless act in yeah. the service of others, the, the, the pay is tremendous. It's just yeah. not in money. So yeah. you, you feel valuable. You feel like you've played a part and that you've helped. Yeah, that's and, and, exactly and, right. And someone else's life is better for having uh, an experience with you. Yeah. But because it's equal, as I said in one of the other podcasts, um, you walk away just as enriched by the experience. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly it. And, and um, another thing that um, Seligman says is um, being able to, as you've already touched on is, and we talked about this in light of reframing, mm. um, but it's being able to focus on positive emotions that have happened in the past, present, mm. and that are going to happen in the future. So not dwelling. Yeah. Not dwelling on the negative. And, and look, we wouldn't be human if we didn't have negative emotions. Mm that's happened. Um, but uh, his point is, yes, we all have them, but let's not dwell on them. Yeah. And if you've got um, uh, 10 things happening in your life and eight of those things aren't going to plan and you have anxiety or fear around them, but there's a couple of things that are going well, then uh, concentrating on those two things and building on those. Yeah, great. Um, to, to give them more power in the, in the scale. Yeah. And saying, oh, well, this, this seems to be working and this I'm getting some joy from. Uh, how can I build on that? Yeah. So that it becomes a larger part of the, the ratio. Yeah, that that's great. So that's mm. I guess looking at the future. Yeah. Um, looking at the present, we come back to mindfulness, really, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. In terms of you know controlling where I am right at this point in time, and I can give you a classic example of this. Um, not that it happens to me very often, but from time to time, I, <laughs> I might run late yes. for a meeting. Uh, very occasionally. Mm. Um, and sometimes I might realise, you know, let's say, for example, I've got to be in a meeting at 10am. Yep. It's 5 to 10 and I'm still sitting in traffic. Yep. Uh, rather than sit in my car being stressed because I know I'm going to be late, mm. rather than do that, I will say to myself, I'm not late yet. Yeah. And if I'm not late yet... I haven't let anyone down. And I have no reason to be stressed. Yeah. And as I was about to say before, being of service to others, yeah. um, uh, a feeling of, of, of purpose and that you're making other people's lives better, um, that for me it's uh, to equal that with being of service to myself and caring for me equally. Yeah. So I can, uh, if you want a, a more happy, fulfilled, purpose-driven life, um, uh, if you can somehow find that, that balance that says I'm going to care for others but I'm also going to care for me. Yeah. So it's not always about selfless acts. It's actually about, the, for want of a better term, selfish acts, and that is that I'm going to care for myself just as much as I care for yeah. others. Yeah. 
Which ties in with that whole mindfulness um, and being aware of self. So if you're sitting in traffic, for Mm. example, and it's 5 to 10 and you know, really, you know you're just never going to get to that meeting at 10 o'clock. But care for self means saying to yourself, being present enough to yourself to say, there's no need for me to be stressed right now because right at this point in time, I'm safe. Yep. I'm okay, and I'm actually not late. Yes, and I'm a good person. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going person. and I'm going to help. Yeah, and I'm just running late, and I'll be just as helpful. Yeah, ten minutes late. Yeah, mm. and what about and um, if we come back to Segelman's, um, uh, Seligman's advice with regards to putting it, you know, thinking positively about the past, present, and the future. So we've talked about the future, which is mm. focus on the good stuff and try and build that up. Yep. We've talked about the present, which is Practice mindfulness. Yep. Tell yourself, I'm safe right now, I'm doing okay right now, and I'm a good person. Are we going to give attention to and let go of the past? Yeah, okay. that's where I'm at. <laughs> okay. So what do we do about putting a positive slant on the past or, you know, focusing on the positive, our positive previous history? I've, um, there's a fair bit of debate on this one, and, and it's, um, uh, for me, uh, I, in my years of doing this, I, I leaned into... Um, a space of um, re-experiencing uh, traumatic events in the past to release them. That, that was where I was at in yeah. my early days. Uh, and then headed more towards, well, not, not actually re-experiencing traumatic experiences from the past, but actually just viewing them, reviewing them, right? So you review the traumatic experiences in the past. So you give them attention. And that is that sometime in my past there were some negative experiences um, that I um, that I sort of mm. I experience and right. I, and I and I push them down, push them down into my guts and just left them there. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And they stayed there and they sort of just dwelled there. And every once in a while they rear their ugly head when they when the button is pushed to release them. And you say, okay, so in a therapeutic environment, let's go and review those. Right, those, those, right. Those negative and traumatic experiences in the past, see how they had affected you, what it was like for you at the time and how it's affected your life coming forward. Right. And the magic in that is that just by the review releases the power of the past. Yeah. And then, as you were, you were mm. alluding to, you go, okay, so um, what's the positive in those negative experiences? Yeah. And, and you can find examples. You can say, oh. well, so I'm in the business now of helping people that are worried about business. Yeah. Okay. That I have anxiety and fear around business. And I have in my past traumatic experiences around my fears around business. Yeah. If I didn't have that, um, I wouldn't be as helpful as I am today to all these people. Yeah. So there was gift in that negativity. Yeah. Completely agree. Mm. Exactly the same experience for me because, you know, teaching at the university around um, small business growth and sustainability and saying to my original supervisor there when I returned back to the University of Newcastle to do that um, lecturing role was, you know, I think I've had a lot of failure and I've struggled quite a bit in small business. And he said to me, that's exactly why you should be here and teaching because you've learnt so much um, that in many ways that those hard and what I might call negative experience, not even they're failure in my head, not in others, but... um, those experiences have actually helped to make me a really good teacher because yeah. I'm very aware of yeah. the things that, um, you know, you, you need to be aware of to manage growth well in yeah. small business. The required pain of wisdom. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. So uh, again, it's it's really about reframing. You know, mm. it's about saying, well, how thankful am I that I had some really tough times mm. growing small business because it's those tough times that now actually make me a really good teacher and a really good business coach because yeah. I know, um, you know, what needs to be done because I've lived it and I know the consequences yeah. of decisions that are made. And there's an example for every one of those those negative experiences yeah. and you say okay there it was traumatic it was negative it was painful it hurt yeah okay but what what has it given me what's the gift in that and and you often find that the gift is that i'm more self-loving yeah i'm more self-giving yeah. i'm more uh, i have more wisdom around this subject and i can now um, share that with others uh, to help them and if I hadn't had those experiences, I wouldn't have that wisdom. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. And when you come back to the present and you're having a painful period, you go, okay, I'm really feeling the pain, but experience tells me yeah. that there'll be a gift in this. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how many times I've said to people, this too shall pass. Yeah, that's it. This too. And even in the happy times. Yeah. You know, yeah. in the happy times. And that's, I guess, coming back to our equilibrium, isn't it, really? You know, we go up, we're really happy, we come back down. Mm. We drop down below our equilibrium, we're going to come back up because it's all transient. Yeah. All these feelings are transient. We just have to know how to get through them. Yeah. And another little trick with mindfulness is that if you suddenly you find yourself feeling bad, yeah. And you're going, well, I, I just, and I, for the life of me, can't work out why. Yeah. Why am I feeling uh, this, uh, I've got this knot in my stomach or I've got this feeling of that something's not quite right. And you go, okay, well, let's try a little mindfulness trick. Let's go, let's go back in time, just today, to find when that feeling started. When like, oh, I was quite happy this morning. Yeah. I was quite happy at lunchtime. But now it's five o'clock and I feel like crap. What happened between lunchtime and five o'clock? If you can go back and find the moment that the guy said, geez, you're a bit too happy to be in here, love. Yeah. Right? Or, or you have a phone call with someone and they go, oh, I didn't know what you meant. You know, or there was a, uh, you, you wanted to, uh, to get an auction on eBay and you didn't win. Yeah. Right? It just something will yeah. happen. And then if you go, okay, so it started then. Then you go, okay, so what was it about that experience yeah. that has put me in this lower uh, negative, yeah. negative mindset. He goes, oh, it's because I didn't get what I wanted or, or I felt not valued yeah. or I was criticised yeah. or, or they pushed my button of my past hurt um, saying, yeah. saying, geez, your hair's a bit messy today but it, and it, whatever but it was. It doesn't yeah. have to be that. As long as mm. we go back and figure that out. Yep. And, you know, sometimes we do, we get out of bed of the morning and go, oh, stub my toe, mm. didn't have enough money for my cup of coffee in the morning and then I miss my train. Typical, oh, it's going to be a crap day today. Yeah. And we actually set up an unhappy day mm. right from the start. When mm. we've, we've, you and I have just spent nearly 40 minutes talking about how it really doesn't have to be that way. No. We can retrain and reframe our mind you can choose. to think differently. Yeah, we if, can choose to yeah. do that. And if you've had anyone in your life that has accepted and loved you at some point in your life, um, they placed a tool in you yeah. that allows you to, to care for yourself and love yourself yeah. and to see the positives in, yeah. in the situation and look for the gifts and the negativity yeah. and know that uh, wisdom comes from pain. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, so um, as corny as it sounds, there's, there's a positive that comes out of everything if we look for it, which is look for it. It is. And from just a physical, practical point of view, let's end on a couple of extra little tips, little trivia tips that sure. I've picked up along the way, Johnny. Yeah, excellent. 
If you want a bit more uh, of the happy juices, you talk. You call them happy juices. That's a nice, easy way to get your head Is around. Is this them. your exercise stuff? Is this your walking stuff? A little stuff? bit. Okay, just well, a no, little no, bit. Where you go? Where you go? You're big on that. It's nice to, yeah, well, actually, walking is really good. Exercise is really good for um, raising your endorphins, mm-hmm. and endorphins help you to actually feel better. So yeah. that's why I do walk and work is because quite often having that um, – that little bit of exercise encourages the feel-goods to run through. And if you yeah. feel good, you're more open to exploring yeah, your creativity. creative thinking yeah. and, and Gary you know, tackling Gary problems. Gary McDonald used, used his daily walk to manage yeah, his depression Yeah, a huge advocate years. of walking, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so exercise is really good for endorphins. If you want to give your oxytocin a little bit of a push, yeah, oh, yeah. you didn't see the action I made there on the podcast episode, a little bit of a push, yeah. touch actually, touch from another human being. Really? It's very good for releasing oxytocin or increasing the oxytocin yeah, levels. Yeah, there was a certain time length of a hug, wasn't there? I remember yeah, seeing that. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, the, the the half a second doesn't work, but the three second does, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So giving somebody a mm. hug. Yep. Um, helps to release oxytocin in the body, or even touching them. So getting permission is probably a good idea. Well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, depends. Well, I don't know. You, well, you, depends. You, 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 it's not going to work on the bus. <laughs> You never know. That's possible. You never know. Yeah. Depends on the situation, I guess common sense will say. Yep. And if you want to increase your dopamine levels, mm-hmm. practice gratitude. There, there you go, hey? Be grateful for something. Yeah. Anything. Just be aware, be mindful, be grateful. Yeah. And you will, in fact, begin to feel happier purely by feeling more grateful. Fantastic. And if you're the um, the, the practical, structured person... Little bits of paper saying, I am lucky because. Yeah, I am lucky because. Fill in That's the, great. Fill in the dot, dot, dot. Oh, love that, Johnny. Every, every day. I am lucky because I have you, John. Oh, there you go. See? Yeah, I'm happy yeah. already. <laughs> well, what a beautiful way to end this episode. Thank you, everybody, or every person, everyone, yeah. for being with us. <laughs> Thank you, both of you, for listening. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections with Leanne and John. Connect with us via Facebook at Fortitude at Work. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show. See you next time.